afternoon and welcome to that special touch of God's excellence in you. I'm Carol Stanley here with that special touch of God's excellence in you on KLAY 1180 on the AM dial or again KLAY1180.com. So I am so pleased to be here with you today and happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. Uh, It's a great, great Father's Day. And here we've got, you know, just a little bit of cloud, a little bit of sun, a little bit of rain, but it's all just lovely day that God's given us, right? So happy Father's Day. Fathers are so important in our life, and we're going to talk about that today. Um, But again, I want you to grab a cup of tea and get really comfortable and sit back and relax because I have some wonderful things to share today. And as always, we're going to start with Jesus Calling. Today is uh, June 18th, and Jesus Calling goes like this. You are my beloved child. I chose you before the foundation of the world to walk with me along paths designed uniquely for you. Concentrate on keeping in step with me instead of trying to anticipate my plans for you. If you trust that my plans are to prosper you and not to harm you, you can relax and enjoy the present moment. Your hope and your future are rooted in heaven, where eternal ecstasy awaits you. Nothing can rob you of your inheritance of unimaginable riches and well-being. Sometimes I grant you glimpses of your glorious future to encourage you and spur you on. But your main focus should be staying close to me. I set the pace in keeping with your needs and my purposes in you. I love that. And that's taken from Ephesians 1, 4, which says, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that that we would be holy and blameless before him. Another translation says that we are faultless. And I love that. Don't you love to to know that God thinks of you as faultless? Because I know I'm not. But He, if he can think of me that way, that just makes my heart happy all over. Um, in fact, there it is said that gr- his grace is truly, he sees us as perfect and, and again, faultless and holy and blameless. And our job in life is to live into that vision of who we are that he holds for us. Uh, Proverbs 69 says, in his heart, a man makes his plans or plans his course, but the Lord determines his step. And I so believe in that. If you will, the the purpose in you, your incredible God-given purpose, you know, we get these wonderful inspired ideas and things that make our little hearts sing and that we love doing. And God lays that, you know, he lays those in our hearts. But he, and so we make all of our plans, right? But he orders our steps. And I love knowing that because no matter what I do, uh, as long as I have my eyes on him and I keep making my steps to my best ability, right? Then knowing that he's going to, he's got my back. He's going to order my steps. I love that. 
Jeremiah 29, 11, one of my absolute favorites, and I've quoted it in my book several times, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And we're going to talk about that today a little later. But oh my goodness, I love that scripture. It's such a promise to each of us. And Ephesians 1, 13 through 14 says, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. I love those scriptures because they're incredible promises to us of our hope and our future and what's lying ahead. Um, We sang a song in church today that I just love. It's called Good, Good Father. Uh, You are a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who you are. And I am loved by you. And that's who I am. Isn't that, aren't those words great? that he is a good, good father to us. It's who he is. He's just a good father. And here on Father's Day to celebrate the love of our Father God for us through Jesus Christ is so, so cool because God sets up the precedent, if you will, for fathers, for for the importance of fathers in anyone's life. And um, I know my precious dad has gone on uh, to be with mom in heaven and you know, it's it. I miss him, but it's such a, a wonderful blessing to look back and be so thankful for who he is, who he was to me here on this planet. And um, God is, you know, regardless, there was a, a gal at church today that was just so grieving because her daughter w- has been kind of crummy to her. And, and that hurts our heart. But the bottom line is God is our father. He has our back. And we have to learn, and we, you know, in life you have to learn this, to stand alone with God. It, as much as we love our family, our children, our husbands, our mates, our, our friends, as much as we love other people, they have the ability to hurt us if we allow them that. And God will never hurt us. God will never hurt us. And he's always there. He has our back. And as we learn to stand Just take his hand and stand in him and allow his presence and his love to wash over us. It can help us to deal with the the issues in life, if you will, with uh, other family. So as we prayed for this precious sister this morning, it just so occurred to me so strongly of how uh, important that is to stand and know that he is our all. Scripture tells us he's our all, but when you have those moments of hurt and pain in your life, you know, it's like a friend told me years ago, when, when you got an issue and you're knocked flat on your back, it's good because then the only way you can look is up. And it reminds you that uh, looking up is the, is the best way, is the best thing you can do. And thank God for everything in your life. So I wanted to share with you a little bit about uh, Father's Day, the history, because I, I thought it was kind of cool. Father's Day was inaugurated in the United States in the early 20th century to complement Mother's Day in celebrating fatherhood and male parenting. And it was founded in our very own Spokane, Washington at the YMCA in 1910 by Sonora Smart Dodd. 
She was born in Arkansas, but she she loved and lived in um, Spokane. Its first celebration was in the Spokane YMCA on June 19, 1910. Her father, the Civil War veteran William Jackson Smart, was a single parent who raised six children there uh, in Spokane. After hearing a sermon about Jarvis's Mother's Day at Central Methodist Episcopal Church in 1909, she told her pastor that fathers should have a similar holiday honoring them. Although she initially suggested June 5th, her father's birthday, the pastors did not have enough time to prepare their sermons and the celebration was deferred to the third Sunday in June. Isn't that interesting? That's kind of how it all rolled. So how we wound up with Father's Day was a mom concerned that, you know, we needed to honor our fathers. So she she bugged people until it happened. I love that. A bill, uh, a bill to accord national recognition of the holiday was introduced in Congress in 1913. In 1916, President Woodrow Wilson went to Spokane to speak in a Father's Day celebration and wanted to make it official. But good old Congress resisted, fearing that it would it, that the whole thing would be very commercialized. So the U.S. President Calvin Coolidge recommended in 1924 that the day be observed by the nation, but stopped short of issuing a national proclamation. <laughs> Don't you love it? Two year, or two, pardon me, two earlier attempts to formally recognize the holiday had been defeated by Congress. Now, in 1957, <clears throat> Maine Senator Margaret Chase Smith wrote a proposed uh, a proposal accusing. Congress of ignoring fathers for 40 years while honoring mothers, thus singling out just one of the two parents. In 1966, President Lyndon B. Johnson issued the first presidential proclamation honoring fathers, designating the third Sunday in June as Father's Day. Six years later, the day was made permanent national holiday when President Richard Nixon signed it into law in 1972. So it took all those years from 1909 to 1972 to get it, you know, actually proclamated and and proclaimed a national holiday. But we love you dads. We love you fathers out there. Praise God for, for all of you. We wouldn't have babies without you. Hello. And so it's very important. Uh, And the importance of men working with women to raise a family is so important. In addition to Father's Day, International Men's Day is celebrated in uh, in many other countries on November 19th for men and boys who are not yet fathers. But Father's Day is a big deal, and I'm so thankful that it is. It's a great great celebration, just as Mother's Day is. It takes two to tango, as the old song said, (laughs) and it's the way God set it up. And it's really, really important that children have the benefit of the wonderful input of both a father and a mother in their being reared because there are very distinct, um, obviously, sexes and very distinct ways that God put your brain together in the whole nine yards that you need the input of both parents to really be whole and to grow healthily. So at any rate, long and the short of all this is happy Father's Day to all of you. We're going to take a quick break and come right back and do some more fun stuff. So get your tea warmed up and come right back. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. 
Attention building owners, property managers, and facility crew. Looking for a commercial door service company for your building? At All Purpose Door Repair, we service, repair, and install new manual and automatic pedestrian doors. Storefront doors like aluminum, hollow metal, and wood as well. We travel the Puget Sound area and are a local family business of 29 years. Visit our website at allpurposedoorrepair.com. Again, allpurposedoorrepair.com. FLCC or Family Life Community Church is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry from 0 to 6th grade. They're located at 1925 South 341st Place in Federal Way, Washington. Come and join them and have a great morning. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to register for Born to be Awesome group coaching program for speakers. The class is from May 13th through June 10th. Go to thatspecialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and to register for this transformational program. Now is your chance to travel abroad as a missionary. Merritt and Megan Hunt and L3 International would like to talk with you about joining or supporting their missionary trip to the distant villages of Zambia, Africa, to serve the orphan children and rebuild orphanages. While there, you'll join in the open-air crusades in Tanzania with over 10,000 in attendance. Be part of this important missionary trip May 23rd through June 6th. Learn more by calling to 206-496-7311 That special touch of God's excellence in you That special touch of God's excellence in you That special touch of God's excellence in you Well, we're right back this afternoon. Welcome back to that special touch of God's excellence in you on klay1180.com. Certainly we are 1180 AM on your AM dial, but you can reach us anywhere in the world on klay1180.com. I love that because, you know what, we have a very universal uh, audience and it's just great. I wanted to mention uh, before we continue that FLCC is a fam- it's Family Life Community Church, but you can always reach them by F by going to that www.fl-cc.com, fl-cc.com, because it's it's a great church, and I'd love for you to come and uh, just check them out. You know, they're they're a loving, wonderful. It's a small church family that is just really serving the community and does a great job uh, lifting and supporting uh, people. It's just, I, I love that church. It's a great church. There are many wonderful churches, and we pray certainly for all the churches in the area because what we all want collectively is for people to come to know the Lord Jesus in a personal way so that they are free to truly fly like eagles, so we can deal with the turkeys in life, right? Because <laughs> you really do fly like an eagle. Doesn't mean you don't get shot down occasionally, but the thing is, is that you have you always have a uh, a net 
to catch you, which is the Lord. And uh, it's it's a great supportive place. You know, God set up the church to be people supporting people, equipping and helping them to be ready to go out there and make a difference in the world. Um, what I'd like to do is share with you some things from this little book called Stages. And I just, by John Claypool, it's a, gosh, I, I think it was originally put out. Oh my goodness. When was the uh, publishing date originally? I think it was quite a few years ago. But anyway, it doesn't matter because it's a good, good, good book. In fact, 1980, I guess, was the first one. Yeah. So it's been around a while, but it is, I mean, some really good thoughts here. Uh, And it's the four stages, going from a child to an adolescent to an adult to a retired or a mature, how do they put it? The mature adult, the senior adult. There you go. (laughs) Senior adult. So some of the points he makes are so good. It's you have always been, uh, for instance, Sam Keen was a child that was truly loved and knew that he was um, cherished. Really, I mean, all kids, that's what they need. And so he said, as he was visiting with his father just before the older man died, he had a, he had occasion to look back over their life together and thank his father for the excellent job he had done. You have, And so his quote is this, you have always been there whenever any of us children needed you. And across the years, you have given us the best single gift that any parent could give. You took delight in us. In all sorts of ways, you let us know that you were glad we were here, that we had value in your eyes, that our presence was a joy and not a burden to you. I unquote. I think that is such an important point, uh, and it's of course one of his main points. It's such an important point. I I have this observation that in society today, children are looked at as a burden. They are looked on as a complication, a problem, a burden, a whatever, right? It's But I was raised to really believe that they were a huge blessing, and I was treated as a blessing, which I am so thankful for. And I think the strongest, well, I know, the strongest people in life are the ones who were cherished, who believe in themselves, who then can go on and make a difference in life. And uh, King David was one such child. And what was interesting about King David was that he was, uh, he was, here he was, right, out in the, um, he was the youngest, and he was out in the, uh, he was being a shepherd. He was out, you know, hanging out with the sheep, and he learned that, he learned that skill well. But here comes Samuel, who really believed in David, and God himself downloaded to Samuel how incredibly special David was. So while David's mom and dad maybe didn't do a great job of of cherishing him, here he was, the scrawny young one, and, you know, his older brothers were very handsome and very buff and very, what, very capable, I guess. So when Samuel came saying, you know, in your family, there's going to be a king come out of this, and... They're, of course, looking at all these handsome, you know, older brothers, and God had whispered in Samuel's ear, no, no, those aren't the guys. So, but the point is, of all that, is that Samuel really instilled in David a belief in him when maybe he wasn't getting that from his other siblings, and he wasn't getting that maybe strongly enough 
from his mom and dad, guess what? God brought Samuel into David's life to lift him and to really encourage him and, and let him know how special he was, that in fact, he was going, he was a, a, the anointed king. And it was God's choice, right? Uh, he'd been overlooked. I'm going to just read this little section here. It says, David, who had been overlooked by his natural parent, received this gift of delight when it was offered him, even though it did not come through normal channels. Um, it helped David, certainly, to come to a positive self-image. Uh, and, and again, his mom and dad maybe did or didn't do, but the point is God took care of it. God made sure that David knew how cherished he was. Um, through the affirmation of Samuel, you know, and David was then very flexible. He was flexible enough to take delight wherever he could get it and build his life accordingly. So he, in other words, he said thank you to Samuel and really took it in. I know in some of my workshops I've done this uh, exercise where you have you you have the um, rule, if you will. You go out and you genuinely compliment five different people. And the rule of the game is if you're being complimented, you can only say thank you, but really, really look the person in the eye and accept it and take it in deeply. And you can't say anything but thank you. And to truly, your job is to take it in. And of course, the other person's job is to genuinely compliment you on something that they see in you or see about you. And I tell you, when that exercise is done, we've got people in tears. We've got people just experiencing all kinds of things. Because in our society, we tend to deflect compliments. And you know what? Your brain doesn't grab it unless you agree with the compliment. You must agree with what's coming at you if it's good for you. So when someone gives you a compliment, remember to just simply say, thank you, and take it in as truth. Because they are being genuine with you. And you know if people aren't being genuine, you know it. But if you are blocked from from taking in the good, then you know you're you're responsible for for the ill that comes out of that. So you really open up and accept genuine compliments and just say thank you. And let it just seep deep in your heart and soul because it really helps build you. The self-confidence is great. And again, this little book says, the parents cannot accomplish this wonderful thing of building and really seeing delight in their children all by themselves. They really, we need to come together that's what church is all about, is the people that love God, I don't care where they hang, the people that love the Lord get together and really help each other with their children, taking delight in those kids and building those kids up. I just, you know, the positive opinion of other people in your life, whether it's somebody giving you a compliment or, again, here we are as adults wanting to reach to these kids, that is so important. If there's openness on all sides, God will always find a person to help you out and uh, give you that compensatory work. It's so great. So this is the deal. Every one of us wants to communicate that this is my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. This is my boy in whom I take delight. This is my girl in whom I take delight. It's so important to say those things to our children. Um, destiny and a realization that one has created, was created for a purpose uh, and and that all of one's gifts were meant to become presents for someone else. That's all part of this 
business of taking delight in your children and knowing that your kids are important and them knowing it because ultimately all the gifts and the purpose that God placed in them through you, through other people that know your kids, that incredible purpose that God placed there is meant to really bless other people. And oh, I can be on my box on this one because part of my book deals with this very strongly. God's purpose in you is no accident. And all the things you experience as a child and the things you love to do as a kid and the things that you find that other people say, hey, you're really good at that. Pay attention to those things because those all point to your ultimate purpose in life. And you get the most pleasure and you you gain the most peace and feeling God's pleasure in your life when you carry out those things. Um, the packages that lie all about in one's nature and are there to encourage, get you get to unwrap those and discover and develop those capabilities. And I just, yeah, I'm just grabbing little little gems from this book. <clears throat> um, unconditional emotional acceptance is a very important thing that parents give their children. We must help our children recognize their special skills and inspire them to develop them leading back to their purpose and giving them away as gifts to other people. So it's, um, again, Dobson wrote hide, uh, a book called Hide or Seek and years ago, and it was all around that, that uh, subject of really loving on your kids and helping them to accept their specialness and develop it. Um, Let's see, if he has not also developed a sense of responsibility to take what has been given and pass it on to others, then it is not likely that God's dream for him can ever come true. Oh, what a powerful statement that is. So you, again, very important that we help our children accept the beauty and specialness in them and encourage them to go on and do great things to bless other people, right? Uh, by the grace of God, they both are something special and can do something special. So the point here is that you not only are something special, but you can do something special. Expectation without acceptance is a frightening thing, for it is overly demanding and becomes a dehumanizing kind of legalism. But acceptance without expectation is just as bad, for it leaves unfulfilled and great potential within a child. Uh, unfulfilled the great potential in a child. David was blessed by both acceptance and expectation. He was anointed with delight. Isn't that a lovely statement? And each of our children are as well. We're going to take another break, and I'm going to talk about adolescence and adulthood and seniorhood. Be right back. Get your tea warmed up. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Attention, building owners, property managers, and facility crew. Looking for a commercial door service company for your building? At All Purpose Door Repair, we service, repair, and install new manual and automatic pedestrian doors. Storefront doors like aluminum, hollow metal, and wood as well. We travel the Puget Sound area and are a local family business of 29 years. Visit our website at allpurposedoorrepair.com. Again, allpurposedoorrepair.com. 
FLCC, or Family Life Community Church, is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry from 0 to 6th grade. They're located at 1925 South 341st Place in Federal Way, Washington. Come and join them and have a great morning. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to register for Born to be Awesome group coaching program for speakers. The class is from May 13th through June 10th. Go to thatspecialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and to register for this transformational program. Now is your chance to travel abroad as a missionary. Merritt and Megan Hunt and L3 International would like to talk with you about joining or supporting their missionary trip to the distant villages of Zambia, Africa, to serve the orphan children and rebuild orphanages. While there, you'll join in the open-air crusades in Tanzania with over 10,000 in attendance. Be part of this important missionary trip May 23rd through June 6th. Learn more by calling to 406-496-7311 That special touch of God's excellence in you That special touch of God's excellence in you That special touch of God's excellence in you So here we are. I hope you got your tea all warmed up and you're ready to go. We're talking about Father's Day today and how important parenting is and how grateful we are for Father God, but we're so grateful for our fathers who've gone before us. Regardless, good, bad, or indifferent, right, we still are thankful that God gave us our dads. The thing is, is that um, regardless of how you feel about your dad, if you can thank God for him and all of his foibles, then it frees you to be the person you were meant to be by God. Again, you have excellence within you, and it's so important that you embrace that, um, that, that you know you're loved, that there is a good, good father who loves you, as the song says. You are a good, good father. It's who I am. It's who, it's, pardon me, it's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am, who I am. So, it's Father's Day, and we're talking about um, we're talking about raising kids. So we've been talking about the children' um, childhood, if you will, and how important that kids know that they are cherished and delighted in, and that they have a wonderful purpose ahead of them. Uh, by the way, I just want to mention the class that I have advertised on our show is over, but. There are other ones coming, so I encourage you to go to that special touch of excellence.coachesconsole.com and go to the products and uh, get a free gift there and go to the products and check out what's going on. So we're now we're talking about adolescence, and I love this subject because and the quote from the book The Stage, Stages by John Claypool says this. Adolescence is a time of indigestion, heartburn, and trauma for everybody concerned. 
and I'm giggling because I think we can all relate to that. If you've ever raised children into adolescence and on beyond, first of all, you deserve a medal. And second of all, we could all understand that adolescence is a time of life that offers something painful for everybody. And we all kind of joke, but it's really true. And it's because the poor kid is actually transitioning and going through this thing that's called the shadows, uh, the shadows of, of life, if you will, because they're, they're not quite a child, but they're not fully an adult yet, and they're just hanging in the shadows. So it's, it's yeah, oh, wow, it's a tough time because their bodies are doing all these crazy wild things and the hormones are running crazy and their feet are too big and their bodies are out of proportion and, oh, my goodness, and they're concerned about their, their friends who are looking down on them or at them or <laughs> do. I can remember. I mean, here I am, a grandma, right? But I can remember the pain of adolescence. Oh, my goodness. And... uh and I, I didn't, I didn't like not being my best, and I knew I wasn't my best going through that time, and uh, so I look back and I, and I'm thankful for teachers and parents and people in my life that loved me through that time because, oh wow, it's not, it's not easy. Um, what we do not know can most assuredly hurt us, meaning we can go through that time thinking, as so many adolescents do, that we know everything, right? And really, it's what you don't know you don't know that can really hurt you. So you want to you want to encourage your adolescents to be open to the fact that you love them. You're going to stand with them. You're not going to tell them so much what to do as you're going to guide them and share with them the choices that they have and you pray for them and you do guide them and you can guide them strongly. I certainly believe in that, that strong guidance because I was a strong kitty cat and my mom, praise God for her, got me. She understood that she needed to draw the line pretty strong that I could not wear that tight skirt to church or I could not wear that tight skirt to school because it was too tight and it was too short and she was right. But I, I just thought, you know, that I should be able to do what I wanted to do. And because she loved me and guided me strongly, I was able to come through that time and not make any huge mistakes in choice of boyfriend and, and just in life in general. And so it's, it's a very important time to be guided and understand the womanhood or understand the manhood you're rolling into. Um, and it... This guy brings up this wonderful thing. He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The blindness of adolescence can really be a problem, as it is in adulthood, as it is in any stage of life. So we really want to to be able to help our students, help our children through that valley of the shadows between childhood and adulthood called adolescence. We want to help them through that with giving them good, solid choices and exposing them to truth and really, truly helping them. In other, you know, it's interesting because in primitive cultures and tribes, there was no adolescence period of all. Uh, in fact, for many of them, they would take the kid uh, at 14 or 15 and they would take him out on a hunt. And if he survived, he was an adult. If he didn't, oh, well. <laughs> but that was their, like, their their uh, bar mitzvah, if you will. That was their decision-making 
process to help a child know that he's no longer a child, he is an adult. There was no adolescence. There was no transition time. You came up to that point where you knew it was coming, where you had to prove yourself as an adult. And on our precious Jewish faith, they still do this with the bar mitzvah, with the learning of the scriptures and being able to quote them um, at their bar mitzvah ceremony and so forth. And it's it's a wonder. I think it's still a great, uh, you know, that coming out of the debutante, the idea of being announced as a, a young woman now, all of a sudden, you're no longer a child. You are now a woman. We, we crown you debutante, and now you are eligible as a woman. And that, I think those are all important. Um, what? What's the word I want? Um, those are the, the important stages or transitions of life that, uh, that mark these, these important times. And the word will come to me, but it's okay. <laughs> um, anyway, it's just really... The adolescence is a, a very interesting time. And then, of course, that takes us into uh, that area of learning to relate adult to adult. You want to be not so dependent, but interdependent. So you're relating to each other, adult to adult, uh, not only with your peers, but also with your parents and with other people in your life. That you know, that had, that was important. And back to David, here he was, you know, out in the field and he had not been everywhere and seen everything and done it all yet. He, you know, he had an exuberant faith in God of the God of Israel and great confidence in his own abilities that he developed as a child growing into and through adolescence. Here he was out there and he, you know, he didn't have, he didn't have knowledge of everything, but he had exactly the knowledge that God wanted him to have for that time in his life, learning to be a really good shepherd and protect the sheep. And here he'd been, you know, lions and tigers and bears, oh well, oh my, he had been taking care of those sheep very well. So when all of a sudden he was uh, faced with going to give his brothers some food at the front line of the uh, army, and the army is trembling in their boots faced with Goliath, what does David do? But he steps up to the plate in who he is. He knows who he is, and he knows his God. And that knowledge of who God is is what really gave him the confidence to step up and challenge, if you will. The The king wanted to dress him up in this heavy armor and so forth. And David said, no, I can't move in this. I can't be me, and I can't function in what my abilities are if you try and put all this stuff on me. So I'm just going to go out and meet with Goliath. And everybody was stunned that David, out of all these brothers, all these army guys, all, the king himself even, were trembling in their boots with this giant of a man called Goliath. David goes out there, and this is what he says. He says, Goliath, because Goliath is taunting him. He says, oh, you guys, you know, you're sending a boy out to meet me. You know, you're going to be toast. My words, obviously. But What's so cool about this whole thing is that David goes out and he says, it is the God of Israel who will take you down this day. So he wasn't speaking on his own behalf. He was trusting in his God and he spoke that. He said, it is the God I serve, the God of Israel who is going to take you out. And sure enough, he gets that slingshot and he plants that stone right between that giant's eyes knocks him to the ground. Then, of course, he runs. David runs over, takes that incredibly big sword, because David's a strong kid, and he cuts the guy's head off 
assuring the deal. Now, that is a gruesome scene, right? But it just proves the point that David knew who he was as this quote-unquote adolescent, and that act pushed him into manhood, very much so. But what to me is so telling about this whole thing is that David was absolutely a man of faith at that point, strong faith. Uh, And he had had the love and he had had the support and he had the experience out in the field to know and to know his God. And he he really did step up. So what's important here with this transition of adolescence into adulthood, excuse me, is to ask and to seek and to knock, which David constantly did. And God was with him and backed him up. And it was it was a fabulous outcome. And then it talks about adulthood. And uh, I think because of the time, we're going to take another quick break. And then we're going to come back and finish this up with adulthood. Okay? That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Attention, building owners, property managers, and facility crew. Looking for a commercial door service company for your building? At All Purpose Door Repair, we service, repair, and install new manual and automatic pedestrian doors. Storefront doors like aluminum, hollow metal, and wood as well. We travel the Puget Sound area and are a local family business of 29 years. Visit our website at allpurposedoorrepair.com. Again, allpurposedoorrepair.com. FLCC or Family Life Community Church is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry from 0 to 6th grade. They're located at 1925 South 341st Place in Federal Way, Washington. Come and join them and have a great morning. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to register for Born to be Awesome group coaching program for speakers. The class is from May 13th through June 10th. Go to thatspecialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and to register for this transformational program. Now is your chance to travel abroad as a missionary. Merritt and Megan Hunt and L3 International would like to talk with you about joining or supporting their missionary trip to the distant villages of Zambia, Africa, to serve the orphan children and rebuild orphanages. While there, you'll join in the open-air crusades in Tanzania with over 10,000 in attendance. Be part of this important missionary trip May 23rd through June 6th. Learn more by calling to 206-496-7311. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. 
Welcome back on this glorious Father's Day. Happy Father's Day again to all you dads out there. It's just so important to be a dad and to love and honor our dads. Um, it's like I say, it's just very, very important. I want to continue. We've been talking about the importance of raising kids and how they go into adolescence and it's a time of pain for everybody concerned, but that you come out of that into this thing called adulthood. And something that's very common to all of life, obviously, is um, in this world, you'll have tribulation, God said in John 16, 33. He said, you know, guess what? All of life, you're going to have tribulation. Now, the trick is, and the real key here is, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Jesus says. And so as we believe in him, we can get through just about anything. Uh, I read a thing that said, I just love it. You know, I certainly with my book and with my teaching, I use this beautiful analogy of the tree of excellence. And the tree only has fruit for other uh, relationships in your life. If you have good, healthy roots of mind and body, taking in the nutrients, going up through the trunk of of Jesus, if you will, of your tree into the top, gaining the sunlight that turns the transformation. Uh, we call photosynthesis in, in the natural, but it turns all those nutrients into life-giving energy that produces that fruit. Well, the fruit, if you will, is so important to feed those relationships and we need help with that. So, but the other thing I wanted to say is that, so we need all that good full spectrum sunshine, S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E, sunshine of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit then becomes that, the light that just turns all those transformations for us. Too much sun without the rain, because you got to have water to, to, you know, carry those nutrients up. Without the balance of water, or in other words, tribulation in our life, the rain in life simulates the tribulation. We got to have the rain to balance out because too much sunshine creates a desert. And I love that little thought because you cannot, you have to have balance from the standpoint of you have to be able to look at balance. We're always going to be teeter tottering and never perfectly in balance. But at least if you can look at it, you can deal with the tribulation. That's the deal is that it takes storms in life to create any tree or any plant to be strong. We call it hardening off when we put them out uh, in the garden to get comfortable, if you will, with the fact that there's going to be wind and rain and there's going to be varmints coming by and so forth. So it's getting, it's helping them become strong. You have to have that resistance to become strong. And so here we are now as an adult and you're going through what I call crap. <laughs> we just do, right? But God will show us how to cope. He, he promises that we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors with him. He is our help. He is our, our oh my goodness, he lifts us and helps us and, and gives us ways out of our problems. Um, and getting near to the top of the mountain, uh, this gentleman who wrote this book, he said, I am near the top of the mountain uh, and as I as I looked, I saw a young man, but lo and behold, there wasn't snow up at the top. There was mostly salt. Salt um, was was the was not great for him at that point because he he threw his relationships of his family overboard for trying to reach this success summit. And so, in this analogy, the salt was you know the bad thing up there. Um, salt in in the scriptural sense is 
it's good we're to be the salt of the earth because that adds flavor and good things for other people. But th- in this case, he was expecting snow and brilliance and wonderful things, and he found, no, it was just rocky salt. It was like a desert up there. It was not cool. And so, um, you know, he, he succeeded professionally, but, oh, my goodness, he threw his whole family and his whole life away. Not not a good thing. Um David's remark, this is, I like this, David again, his remarkable ability to concentrate on doing something rather than just being something. Boy, is that a powerful uh, statement and analogy. How can I use this situation to enhance my personhood and position? Um, You know, so many times we get in that place of how can I be the, the queen on the hill? How can I, how can I stand out? When in in fact, what you really want to focus on is in really doing something good for other people, not being the star so much. It's you know, it's in your action, it's in your caring about other people that you truly become that uh, the person that that God saw for you all along that makes you stand out, makes everything work. And he has again, God has your back. He's in control. You have the promise of victory, and you can influence and really help other people. That's what it's all about. Uh, we influence others, and there is a scripture that talks about us being the aroma of Christ. And hopefully, those of faith around us will love and be encouraged. And those who don't know the Lord yet will be encouraged to get to know Him. So we are men and women of sincerity and are commissioned by God. In the sight of God, we we it's just so important that we speak truth in love to other people and be that love to other people. We don't have to always like their behavior, but we do have to love them. And that's really important. The awesome interconnection to the various stages of life are very important. And as you transition and go into the senior adulthood, uh, there are three there are three things that stand out, uh, and they are grace, providence, and hope. The God's grace um, gives us that true security and self-esteem because he sees us as a done deal perfect as we started with today. And then you go through the providence, number two, uh, of um, it gives us... it. it, it the providence is belief that life is is destiny, um, and it's not just a blind process of blind chance, but it's truly a destiny. Uh, the bittersweet quality of all existence is accepted is is being accepted rather than resented. In other words, when you go through the trials, you want to accept them rather than resent them. And again, that's where this little statement: "All sunshine makes a desert." Hardship. Um, is is really an important piece. It's like the analogy of the diamond, which I so often use in my trainings, that it's the cuts and the bumping up against other people and the rubbing up against them that truly makes you into that beautiful stone, beautiful diamond that reflects beauty in the light, in light, uh, and reflects the love and the beauty to other people. Um, every exit in life is an entrance. You know the old saying that when God closes a door, he opens a window, and it's so true. Everything you experience can be a new beginning, a new beginning. There's always new life on the other side of the door, always. And that leads you then ultimately into hope, and hope, oh my goodness, that 
by the grace of God, I am what I am, right? For all that has been, thanks. <laughs> Thank you, God, for all that has been. And for all that will be, I say yes to you. I have great hope for the future, and I want you equally to have incredible, great hope for your future. It is so such a lovely, wonderful. Being older, I know in, um, in society, I know what I fight all the time, as we've talked before with other guests on the show, is the fact that when you get to a certain age in our culture, um, and especially like in the church, which I just find very difficult to uh, abide by, is that you get what I call the golden hand in the face. That is saying, no, no, you need to go over and sit in the rocking chair now, and we'll let the youth take over. And nothing wrong with the youth being viable and stepping up, absolutely. But do not push me over into a corner and call me useless. Do not do that to me. I have years of wisdom that God has given me through walking with him through the trials that I have overcome because of his grace and his providence. So don't push me into the corner. Allow me to continue to live out my hope and my future, which is my purpose. God isn't done with me till he takes me home. Do not push me into the corner. Do not call me less than, because I am not less than. I am more than, because God says I am more than. And I can be on my box on this, I know. But the the point is, is that we in, in society need to honor and revere our elders, our seniors, because God has given them a life of wisdom for you to help you be a better person and roll through these different stages of life in absolute success, health, and, and wealth, and, and wisdom, and, and again, successfully. That's so important. So do take advantage of the blessing that has been given to you by the seniors in your community. Many societies in our world really revere the elderly and praise God for them because they got it right. It is so important. I was raised to revere and honor my grandparents and, and uh, parents, certainly, and grandparents. And you know what? It's, it's the right thing to do because they do have, they do have our back. They have our, our best interest at heart. And they have wisdom that we need to listen to. We need to gain and glean. My dear friend Alma Gray Martin is such an incredible woman at 101, still as sharp as a tack. And she has such great godly wisdom. I praise God for her every day because she absolutely brings the best of herself to me as a dear friend and uh, surrogate daughter, too. She just brings the best to me all the time. And it it just lights my boat. It lights me up. It helps me be all I can be for her belief in me and her wisdom. She has such incredible guidance and wisdom. And I again, I thank God for her. Praise God for her. And I want to encourage you to all do the same. I was going to play a cut for you from my dad's album in honor of Father's Day. We are out of time. But guess what? Next week, I will do it for you. Daddy was such an incredible musician. And again, I praise God for him, his wisdom, his fatherhood to me. He is uh, is and was an, a wonderful 
a wonderful dad, and God honored my heart by having dad really accept Jesus and go home at the end, which was my fervent prayer for him. He was a very gifted man and loved me, and I know that, and I loved him. And ultimately, we both won because he got to go home, and I got the benefit of all the years of being with him and being the one that led him to the Lord, which what a privilege that was and is. And so um, anyway, it's just about time to wrap this up. I so appreciate you all and thank you and happiest of happy Father's Day's Day, if you will, to all the dads out there. It's a glorious day to celebrate and honor the father in your life, regardless of who he is. Maybe it's a surrogate father. Maybe it's a a man at church that has become your surrogate father. It's your birth father. It doesn't matter. He's he is honorable and to be honored. So God bless you. Have a a fabulous rest of your day. And I will see you next Sunday at two o'clock. God bless you. Bye-bye for now. That special touch of God's excellence in you.